How are we doing? I'm David. I'm Phil. And I'm Andy. And this is Talking Cod. Three northern blokes talking about middle life and growing old disgracefully. Frank, fearless, funny. In other words, Talking Cod. Listen, chaps, just quickly. I've made a look at my note. I've got a note. Do not tap. Do not tap. Do not tap. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Why do you put that on there? Uh, because I've got a bit of a reputation for doing this type of thing and uh, tapping and clapping away <laughs> at the same time. I think I get a bit <laughs> slightly overexcited. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the fun we've had just before this this recording. Um, so entertaining. We've got Phil, the sound engineer, mix master, DMC specialist, couldn't hear a word he was saying. And then we had a window cleaner outside. The joys, the professional talking cod podcast. Yeah, but chaps, no issues on my side. I I just wait till we go live and then really kill it. That's what I do, as in literally messing up. (laughs) (laughs) With his head. Go for it. We've just had Easter weekend. Big Eid. We have. Dead Eid. Yeah, um, Easter weekend. You know, I only realised yesterday it was Easter and it was Monday. Mm. How bad is that? And I think it's because my kids have grown up and we don't hide chocolate eggs all over the place now. How was your Easter weekend? You mean the wife doesn't even buy you an egg, mate? And that's a clear sign of when you get up on Good Friday morning or Easter Sunday and there's an egg there and it's like, what's the egg for? It's Easter. Nope. You couldn't get an egg for love nor money at the supermarkets. It was like bog roll 12 months ago. Like we, end, we went to six supermarkets on Friday of varying sizes around South Manchester. And other than a pepper pig egg or a Paw Patrol one or a bag of mini eggs, you couldn't get an Easter egg. Mate, you cannot beat a bag of mini eggs. You're going all wrong here. You should have been going for the mini eggs. Yeah, tell that to standard. Ops. Tell that to my daughter, who was like, you know, expecting whatever she wanted this year, and we didn't get it because we just failed parents, basically. Oh, oh mate, bad parent, bad parent. How no, do you feel now, Phil? Not good. Uh, well, she managed to put us through it for the rest of. We went for a walk yesterday. Went for a lovely walk round at Teg's Nose in Macclesfield. Which is lovely, really beautiful, and the weather was nice. And but it's quite long. Sort of started off with quite a deep descent, descent, and then um, we got halfway round, and she started going. I mean, we sort of walked down and down and down. She starts going, "Can we go back now?" And it's like, mm, problem is here. <laughs> We've walked all this way down, and she's moaning already. <laughs> Getting back up there is going to be a flipping nightmare. And funnily enough, it, it was where I think we got about a quarter of the way up. And she said she was just moaning and just awful about it. And quote of the way up, she said, if you two weren't my parents, I'd strangle the pair of you. Feedback. Yes. Get some of that. <laughs> I, I don't even know where that's come from. We, we certainly don't talk like that around the house. So I'm, you know, I'm just not sure. Do you though, Phil? Do you not? I'm sure. Yeah, if you don't I'm shut sure up, I'll strangle we you. We would never say anything like that ever. <laughs> if the RSPCA, oh no, PCC are listening, no. If, we were, if the me. RSPCA were coming to check on what animals you've got, yeah, you'd have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I 
How old is she? Yeah, that was. She's uh, she's nine now, so I've only got four years until she's a teenager biologically, uh, but she's already been a teenager in head for about four years. Oh dear, you've got it all. She's to brilliant. Come. She's brilliant. Got it oh, all to come. Yeah, I've had it all to happen as well. So yeah, happy days. Why do you do it? Speaking of um, quick descents. We did this last time, didn't we? We started off up there, all happy and positive, and then we went to some proper deep stuff. And we've been getting feedback about how quickly we go from random to deep. So on that, I had a message yesterday from my mate, John. John's from um, from north of the border. Pretty inspirational guy. Um, he, um, he almost died last year. He was proper alcoholic and was drinking and eating himself to death. Almost died. And he gave me some feedback over the weekend. And it was, it was something like, really enjoyed the podcast, but I don't agree with your views on death. Ooh. So what what, what views we talked, on we, death? Well, we touched on it. We touched on it. Because I think I said to you last time, is it because, you know, this, you know, this change in lifestyle and the way you change your mindset, is it because we're now closer to death? Oh, yeah. We, we did, did actually we did. touch on death. We did. Yeah, I know it's yeah. a bit deep to jump into now after only a few minutes, after such mm. joyous things such as Easter eggs and... Death. Let's talk about Do death. you want to go there? Can we talk about the window cleaners? Well, the feedback the window cleaners just had, you're probably the close to death now because Dave's just been telling him he's been doing it all wrong, apparently. You can't use hose pipes. You can't just rain on the windows. You've got to use some elbow grease, apparently. Shammy. Yeah, Shammy this, this stick and hose pipe brush stuff is complete and utter bollocks. You need yeah. a bo- you need a bucket with some bucket. soapy water in it, yes. a, a, a an item to do the actual cleaning. And once you've done it, as in literally putting some elbow grease into it, once that's done, then shammy it off. Yeah. Now dead easy. I just don't know. You've got you've got it nailed there, Dave. I think you should be doing this for a living. Sod all this what, creative. Yeah. So you've got the technique, mate, and you're flying in the in the face of the modern modern way of doing windows. I would be quite happy, guys. Honestly, without a bit a bit of manual labour, not a problem. Yeah, I'd be quite happy. Yeah, yeah, therapy. We'll clean your windows just as long as it's not above two stories. <laughs> yeah, we're in the town. Because at that point, I'm going to have to go and buy myself a pole with a holes and a brush on end of it. Well, that's the reason why they do it now, isn't it? It's all health and safety. Our previous window cleaner, old school, it's called Danny. He climbed up on the ledge above our living room window to go to our bedroom window and did the old school method of proper chamois in down. The ledge was wet, obviously, because he's cleaning windows and he slipped and fell, took half the drain off as well and broke his leg. Oh, Danny's not cleaned windows since. He could have done. He, he had a lucky broke, escape. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's lucky he didn't die. He is lucky he didn't die, but they're, they're the hazards of his chosen profession. He's now retired. He hasn't cleaned windows ever since. So I think the, uh, the horse pipe method is safer, just not as, not as good. Well, go on then, death. You death. Do, it, do, it, do it right, do it right. <laughs> is this really what our listeners want to talk, listen about? You know, they, they were, talking Cod, we're really good, really good clean episode a window. about window cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> talking bollocks. Well, it's talking cod, I guess, at the end of the day. You, you know, it, it, it's going into that. And your window cleaner nearly experienced death. And your mate has been on to you saying that he doesn't agree with you. With There's you, the link. Your methodology around <laughs> death. Link. I'll Slick. be honest with you. My, my methodology around death is don't think about it. Yeah. It scares the living so shit out of So you are scared. Yeah. I can't think about it. You are scared it. of death. 
I, I can't think really? about it. No, no, can't think about it. If it was just me and I lived on my own, all right, I can deal with that. Uh, but when I start to think about families, oh, no, not for me. I literally will go la, 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 mm. and block really? it out. Don't want Why to think that? about it. Because <laughs> it frightens me to death, and literally, death frightens me to death. And I did read an article about somewhere in the Nordics where they practice the art of death planning or something like that. And apparently, in doing so, in planning for it, helps you to reorganise the rest mm. of your life. It makes your life simpler and you just crack on and live in the moment more. So maybe maybe I should do that, but it freaks me out that potentially at the end of it, there is nothing, mm. okay? like And again, I'm, I'm, that's a big conversation, that, but potentially that there's nothing there. And I quite like the idea of the spiritual stuff, the soul and everything that sits with it. Fabulous. But on the off chance that there's nothing, I'm like, don't want to think about that. No way. No. It makes me... It's not yeah. a bloody long time, isn't it, potentially, for nothing to be happening? Yeah, and it can't just be... No, you can't just end. It can't just end. And, well, yeah. again, it depends, doesn't it? On, 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 again, you touched on spirituality there. And absolutely, you know, religion, I guess, gives people a way of... Um, finding comfort in what what happens next. Um, I think either way, you know, whether whether you you know whether you're going up by the pearly gates um, and let into heaven, or or you you're you know you hit that point where you know it is literally game over. It's pretty certain one way or the other, isn't it? You know, it's kind of the the I mean, the, 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 the obviously the thing to worry about is not having this the time that we have on earth with our family mm. and we should sort of you know i think the, the worry is that you have i worry about not see you know if i die tomorrow you know um exactly as dave says say you know what what would happen to the family what would happen to mm. little days if she she might have got her wishes maybe she she might come in middle of the night and strangle me as punishment for taking her well, out Teg's nose. Yeah, you're not going to make her walk up any other. <laughs> no. But, you know, yeah, it's terrifying, the idea of not, you know, not seeing what happens to you, your family in a normal kind of, you know, typical thing that you might yeah, expect okay. to see in life. So you re- do you reckon that's scary because you're worried about what would happen to your family? I worry that... I no, because the family, do you know what? The family be all right. They'd be all right. And and they, obviously I won't be there, but I do think they'd be all right, you know, they, and, and they do. They, they, they would. I just... I just don't want to think about it because well, what, what happens if it all... You know, look at what's been going on recently. People have been there one minute and gone the next. Mm. And you think, mm. holy shit, man. That, that, mm. that... It's, it, yeah, it, it, it scares me. And it's like I don't... It's like I don't not give a shit about it. It's not like I don't care about it, but I've got other stuff that I need to... I'm like, let's just, just do the day-to-day. Let's yeah. do, What do we give a shit about now rather than that yeah. sort of thing? It's much more profound. sense? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah totally, yeah. I, I The only time it sort of creeps <laughs> into my psyche is in the middle of the night. So I, I'm saying I'll block it out and think about something that feels more appropriate right now but you know you wake up in the middle of the night and you have this kind of thought of at some point 
you know, I will die. And I don't know what happens at that point, but, you know, it certainly isn't this stuff that I'm enjoying right now. Um, and that it's like it, it's a similar thing. It's that same. It's like a deeper version of the same feeling of waking up in the middle of the night where you think you've tripped over something, like and you, with a jolt. And it's kind of the same, but like obviously far deeper. You know. Um, yeah, I really I struggle more with the fact that of, of losing the idea of losing those around me. Mm. You know. I think that's I kind of you know I'm, I feel blessed that you know most of my family all of my family really my immediate family and there's you know perhaps you know sadly we, we had a, a a young deaf in the extended family um you know a couple of years ago which was mm. awful and tragic but you just you know you, you thank your lucky stars that you know for the time you've got um yeah absolutely find it difficult isn't it Something I don't want to think about, but that's my choice, isn't it? Mm. You know, I, I I don't want to think about it. There are other things I'd well, rather. You touched on something there, Dev. Where you say it was the Nordics who think about this, because yeah. the Stoics have done it. Um, Buddhists yeah. do it. Meditate on death, um, and a lot of the you know a lot of the brightest people who've ever lived think about death in a completely different way. There's not afraid of it. It's something to be completely embraced. But Stoics, for example, would would think about death and realise just how precious life is because, you know, the, mm. the two sides to the same coin. So by virtue of the fact that we, there is a death which is imminent, it's the, most, it's the most guaranteed things in our life is our death. You know, so we are, first of all, incredibly lucky have been given life in the first place. If you think about it, I mean, millions of sperm are fighting yeah. after an egg and yeah. going back over the generations. It's like me. That's like me on in Tesco on Friday. Yeah. For I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't thinking Easter eggs. I'm not coming to your Tesco's, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not coming to your oh, local Tesco. There's a vision Jesus. there. <laughs> Come on. Get out of the way. You've seen this bloke here. You've seen this bloke on Chocolate Island. Yeah, you need to leave him alone. Someone call security. I'm not sure if this should be edited out, but Dabbed It Productions have got the work cut out now with that one. We'll have to have a team meeting after. Where have you gone with that, Phil? That's therapy stuff you need there. No, just just fighting for an egg. Fight, just fighting for an egg. Jesus Christ. That's all. There wasn't... I, I was given a biology reference there, considering how many, how many millions or billions of spermatozoa fight after the yeah. egg. Considering that mm. we're here as a result of one bit of sperm found an egg. Yeah. What are the odds? It's ridiculous uh-huh. odds, aren't they? So, like, got to be here for a reason. And with that in mind, talking about, you know, meditating on death and celebrating death as well as celebrating life. I've got a completely different vision of it. I, I feel completely differently. But I reckon it's because my kids are older than yours. It sounds like they're going to have a fight. They're not. My kids are older mm-hmm. than yours. And I know they're sorted mm-hmm. now. You know, So if I died tomorrow, first of all, you'd have to get a, another host for the podcast. I'm sure you know, we need to get a contingency <laughs> plan on that. Or if Phil gets strangled, you know, that's another bit of a risk there to <laughs> the pod. Real. Yeah. I'll still be a boy. Oh, do, it on your, do it on your own. No, Tap of Dave's pod. So I'm invincible. <laughs> About window cleaning. Exactly, yeah. You'll probably get more subscribers. Um, <laughs> but my my family are, 
you know, I, I think they're going to be sorted. Because I, I think part of this was like nine years ago, I actually planned my own death. Wasn't just thinking about it, I actually planned it. It was actually suicidal thoughts, thinking, well, okay, mm. I'm going to die one day. How much life insurance have I got? How much money's in the bank? How do I, how do I make sure this pension goes to whoever? When do I get a will in place? Mm. So I'm not thinking morbidly. I'm thinking really positively about, about death. And it was probably about 18 months ago when I did the TEDx talk in Bollington. When I finished that talk, I thought, I'm die happy now. My kids are sorted. My wife's sorted. My family are sorted. My mum and dad would have been proud of me. And I've just delivered something now that I know will change people's lives. And what we're doing now, based off the feedback we've been getting from other people, we're positively influencing people's lives right now. Mm -hmm. So I would rather die 50 and had a lot of positive impact on people than die at, say, 85, 90 and done fuck all with my life. Mm. Yeah. So actually, I'm not a slight bit afraid of death. It's one of those mm. things where, I, and to be honest, I'm not too sure. I don't talk about this very often, but yeah, maybe it is worth talking about. I, I don't think there is nothingness after because we came from nothing. So how can you go from nothing to something mm. to nothing again? Don't know. It's not a debate. I'm not going to get in, the, in mm-hmm. the spiritual versus religious versus atheist kind of debates. It's not what I'm on about. Just don't believe it. I just, I just don't mm. believe we completely disappear. I think we're here for a reason. Mm. The reason could be talking cod. It could be giving feedback to window cleaners and builders and and other tradespeople and telling people yeah. you need to turn your microphone mm. down when you're doing a, a podcast. I don't know what that reason is. It's very interesting, the point you make there, though. Never really thought about... Well, the, the two points. One one of not fearing death, because it's. I think it's just natural. It must be a... Nat, it's, it's natural, isn't it? We've feared being bitten by a snake or chased after by a bear. So to fear death is is to be human, isn't it? Mm. You know, that, 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 that's a constant thing. But I, I guess we've become a lot more aware of the risks that life, you know, it's not just snakes and bears you want to look, mm. you look out for. There's cancer and there's kind of heart disease and all this kind of other stuff that, you know, can just appear and, and manifest themselves mm. so i think to fear dying is just it's just it feels a very natural thing that you've almost got to kind of train yourself not to um and then yeah just the idea that god i mean yeah I'm, I'm i'm not religious you know um my wife is and i've been helping uh, a church in Hume do some live streaming recently not because i'm you know expecting a place you know up there um i personally think he's gonna have the but these his finger hovering over the lift button that says minus one when i get there but you know but i i just i i guess i'm trying to i I see i don't think you have to be necessarily a religious person to be a good person do you so i you know i saw this church struggling and i wanted to help um but i don't yeah, I don't know. My my my, my feelings on on the matter is it, it it feels like things are quite finite, and 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 you know if it does end and there's nothing, that's kind of a thing. And um, never really thought about it in that way that it could, you know, there could be something that we just don't understand. I guess. I don't think it's anything to be afraid of. 
because you know for the reasons you've said most of it is out of our control anyway when your numbers up your numbers mm. up it's just it's yeah. going to happen you can increase the risk of of uh, bringing it you know closer yeah you know like taking your daughter for a walk that you don't want to go on there's one one way of doing it giving feedback to to hairy ass window cleaners is probably another yeah. one um <laughs> but you know cancer old age you know things mm. you talk about last time dave you know with with with, with your dad you know these these are things that are looming and they're out of our yeah. control so why be afraid of, of something which is out of our control but I get your point phil because we are hardwired that is what that's what living mm. organisms do they protect themselves mm. from death but worrying about yeah. it is probably it just doesn't do any good does it no i, I definitely choose not to think about it without a doubt and maybe some of that's also is, is I've spent quite a bit of time trying to live in the mm. moment as well. Mm. You know, we spoke about it before, about not worrying about what has been or what might be coming up. Mm. I choose not to think about it because I'm thinking, what what about the now? And choosing to, I don't know, what do I want to care about? What do I, what do, what do I give a shit about and what do I not give a shit about? Mm. So, you know, sort of the, that balance uh, to allow me to be, just do what I do. Get up every morning. And go right. Like, today's today. Can't change tomorrow. You know. Let's get on with today. Uh, and I probably will be of that frame of mind about yeah. I don't want to worry about that yet. I don't want to worry about that yet. Don't want to think about it. Don't want to think about it. That's just that's just my thing. Uh, Madass. And I can't see that changing for the foreseeable. I just but think you're madass. I think you just. I think you're just scared. <laughs> <laughs> a madass who flies down mountains on a mountain bike. <laughs> I don't want to think about death, but I will hurtle down this mountain, down this mountain on two wheels. <laughs> As you wish. That's different. That. That's different. That's because of, that's because I'm short sighted and my peripheral vision isn't the best, so I can't see what's going on around me. So it just keeps it. It, it, it works for me. It works for me. If I could see left and right, or what's 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 out out to the sides, I might think differently. So. We've, we've kind of touched on this in the past and, and I think what people listening to this podcast for the first time may not realise, we're actually friends and speak mm. with each other weekly um, and the outtakes of our conversations on a weekly basis are probably just as entertaining in inverted commas as, um, <laughs> as the actual podcast itself and we have some proper conversations just like this, maybe not as grim as talking about death but going from the funniest things to the most random things. One of the things we were talking about last week was at what age do you not give a shit about what other people think? And I thought that was absolutely fascinating last week. You had me belly laughing last week. So, so Phil, what about you? Are you at that point now where you, you don't actually care what other people think? Yeah, I think I am. And I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly when I got to that point. Um, but I, yeah I'm absolutely at that point in life and I don't know it's circumstance situation all those kind of things but and I don't think it's an age thing necessarily is it but you just get to this point in life where you're confident about what you're doing and what you can offer the world Mm. and that's it you know and 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 it's that it's not it's being confident enough to to realize that you don't have to go around pleasing people all of the time and trying to appeal to them and assimilate and all that kind of you know you know when you look at what you do and what you've done and it and and if people don't like that well fuck them completely 
but I think we are <laughs> totally because you know it's like this is this is me this is what I'm I do this is who I am what I'm good at I don't need to fit in with everyone else really I'm I, I was thinking about you know what I think it, it's one of those things that are sort of drilled into us that, that we just sort of be we we do have to be you know conscious of you know who we're with and what we do you know and if you're a, when you're a little kid at school you know you end up sort of becoming friends with people and then you, you, the other kid likes a certain film and then you like that film so you get the same toys to play with them and you get secondary school and then it becomes about fashion and music and you sort of join these sort of little tribes of people that you you've got some sort of affinity with and then that happens at work you sort of become part of a culture at work whatever business you're in and then as we've talked about you know you buy a house in an area that you feel is your sort of area and you buy a car that other people expect you might have and then you couldn't possibly shop at Aldi because there's a Marks and Spencers down the road and 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 it, you just realize that that's you know you don't need to conform in those ways you don't need those you don't need to tick all of those boxes anymore because it's just about you and what you do and what you bring to the world mm -hmm. um and sadly it comes a bit later in life than you'd probably like because i think certainly if i'd have had more confidence in myself at an earlier age you know i would have probably made some different decisions along the way you know but mm -hmm. hindsight again it's useless Interesting. But, but i just think i think it's it's just the experience and you get to a point in life and you go you know what i, I can't be asked what you think really not mm. you know i'm not bothered not bothered that's me yeah dave you, you you're a bit of a shrinking violet aren't you you don't often speak your mind <laughs> i think yeah i'm probably on a similar wavelength it's like I don't give a shit, but I do give a shit. Now, I don't really. Get, I'm a decent person, you know, and 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 I, I've got an opinion. Everybody else has got an opinion. And sometimes it gels, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I'm not out there doing anything to to offend or harm or hurt anybody. But as as in general, if somebody thinks bad, you know, I generally do not give a shit what people think. However, if I was doing something and I still want, if I was doing something and someone thought, you know, why are you doing that or you're out of order, I'd want somebody to say something. Or if I was delivering something from a work perspective and it could be made better or something like, yeah, that's great. But I don't worry, I don't get up in a, I don't get up in the morning and worry about what I put out to the world, you know. I don't worry about what my social media, I don't worry about any of that whatsoever. I genuinely don't. Uh, I just feel about, on the Aldi thing, uh, I used to, a hundred percent. I was drawn into it all. all. Um, I remember when the local Aldi opened up a local place next to us, and Suzanne's go, Suzanne's going, "Oh, go and check Aldi out." I go, "I'm like, we going Aldi for? You can't go to Aldi. We going Aldi for? What are people fit? Well, if you're going, park the car at the back of the car park." I'm like, going. and when I look back now, I think, "What a prick! What a knobhead! You know why? Why would you worry about that?" I think a lot of it is a status thing, yeah. isn't it? You want to, everybody wants to be looked to be doing awesome. Everybody, I think that's the biggest worry in a lot of people's lives. How do I look to the outside yeah. world? You, you know, how do I, what do, my, what do my clothes say yeah. about me? What do my cars say about me? What does my social media feed say about me? 
And I genuinely, genuinely don't give a shit mm. about that anymore. I used to. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah, without a doubt. Because you get drawn into it, don't you? You're drawn into that. I'm working hard. I'm earning some cash. I've got to spend it. You you end up in that model. Yeah. And then Aldi opens up and you end up sending like a complete knobhead yeah. where you tell your missus to park the car at the back of the car park because you're worried about, why is there's motor parts up on there? Why is he shopping at Aldi? Mm-hmm. You know, what's up with Sainsbury's or Morrison's or Tesco's and stuff well, like that? Well, the problem is say, someone's I'm, in the chocolate aisle making it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love Aldi. I think it's amazing. But I just... And it's an age thing for me. It's 110% an age thing. You work through it all. I'm no longer looking for validation in life for people to go, he's pretty cool. Yeah. I like him. I like. I don't need it because I can I can sort of do that myself. I've got... And, and I can do. I have days where I go, yeah, you know what, Dave? Done all right there. And days where you go, could have been a bit better. I'm, ha- I'm happy with it, but it's 110% an age thing for me mm. and probably in the last four or five years so I'm 45 39 to 41 spent a bit of time with my head disappearing up my backside and then coming out of that and starting to you know to reboot to go okay mm. this is what I give a shit about yeah. and this is what I don't give a shit about you what you care about and things like that and a lot of that is not appealing to everybody for everything mm. it's just bringing it all back in and keeping it a bit simpler you know yeah i wish i could have done it years ago Mm. but i don't think i could have done like we say a lot unless you've been there and Mm. done it and been through it yeah yeah you get what what do they say you get the older you get the wiser you get maybe it's true that Mm. and the wise element of it is just the fact that you start to understand life Mm. yeah (laughs) and prioritize what what you want out of it and were you happy with or you just you start to get things yeah Yeah, Yeah, a bit of a bit of an oxymoron though isn't it because the people who want to look cool are not cool and those who don't give a shit what people think are actually cool by default and therefore come across as being cooler so the harder you try you know the the worse it gets isn't it and it is about that yeah and i think it's, it's not just in you know individuals lives but organizations do this as well it's very much about with, with 100 absolutely it is it is how are we seen it's not what do we do but how are we yeah. seen to others which is more important yeah. than you know to, to to customers you know as far as our brand's concerned but isn't it more important to just be like that internally this is what we're about would yeah I don't, i'm not saying there's nothing yeah. wrong about shouting about it whether you're an individual or an organization there's nothing wrong with you know being proud of who you are and what you do, but I think there's 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 this element of we we're very hell bent on demonstrating our strengths and showing people that we are strong. Let not so much the the weaknesses or the perceived weaknesses, but I think it's biological. I reckon because I'm older than you kids. Um, I reckon it's <laughs> I reckon it's biological. I reckon this is this is how it this is how it works because like we've got these primitive brains in a proper modern environment, which is totally unnatural for us. And in primitive life, we had to fit in or we'd be excluded. And we can't Mm -hmm. be excluded because we'd starve. Now that's just not important anymore. So it doesn't really, we don't have that threat. So if we we don't fit in now in our society, we're still gonna be all right. As long as you've got a job, you've got a roof over your head, you can afford to feed your family. That's all right. There comes a point when you go, actually, there are no perceived threats now. 
So fitting in is really important. And, you know, you spoke about as you're a kid, Phil, you know, as, you, as you're growing mm. up and, you know, you, you've got to wear certain clothes so you can fit in with your mates or listen to certain music because so, your mates listen to it, buy certain toys, for example. There comes a point when it's really not important anymore because teenagers, when when kids turn into teenagers and they go from, say, 9 to 10 to 11, 12, 13, suddenly the parents don't exist. They, they become the devil mm-hmm. from experience. They go from daddy daddy, mummy, daddy, being your best friend, oh, I love you too as well, to suddenly, I don't care what you think, I will do the opposite to what you think because you're no longer in my peer group. <laughs> my peer group are Chelsea and Bobby and Max and Zach and, and, and all, all these other names. And like, well, who are these people? Because they're suddenly more important mm-hmm. than I am and I've been your best mate for the last 10 years. Suddenly you turned 11 and you hate me. What's going on? Mm-hmm. I reckon it's because as you get to a particular age, it's not important because, you, you know, you're comfortable. You mentioned confidence, Phil. You're confident in your own household, but you're not confident in your peer group. So you become mm. something else. And um, what I think is like testament to that, yesterday I was wearing um, my Brandon's clothes. Brandon's my son. He's 20 and he's on the outside and inside probably. Way cooler than I am. At home, he sits there wearing Versace. He's got he's got Y3 gear on and Versace and he's like, it's super cool. And you probably spent more in the last 12 months on clothes than I've done in the last 10 years at least. So I'm wearing <laughs> second-hand tracky bottoms, Adidas tracky bottoms, so I'm thinking, can't throw them out. And in good nick them, I'll have them. So I'm wearing them. You need to raise your game, Andy. You need to raise your game, mate. You're letting yourself go. I don't go. give a shit. <laughs> That's the point. I'm wearing one of his old yeah. hoodies. I don't care. Nick is wearing one, of his, wearing one of his old hoodies as well. The only thing of Brandon's that I wasn't wearing was his undies. And that was it. Because there's a there's a line you you can't even my socks were Brandon's cast. You're not you're not still wearing wife's underwear. I was underwear gonna say like they weren't Nicky's still, are they? No, I'm wearing your wife's underwear. <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil, yeah. Yeah, and there comes a point where you do give a shit about what people think. Are we now going to default back into that typical northern bloke? <laughs> <laughs> I said to I said to me missus, I said to me missus, I can't wait to rip my knickers off. Because <laughs> they're proper digging in me. <laughs> oh. oh dear me. Can we we have got editing. That's a straight edit. We have got editors. I don't know, leave it give a shit what people think. Anyway, that's the point. <laughs> that was a bombshell, wasn't it? I'm not actually wearing women's underwear, just you know, for the record. <laughs> It is. It isn't Friday. <laughs> I think you're right, though, mate. I think I think you're genuinely right. I remember. I remember. You know, clothes and stuff like that. And again, I think it's that. It's that process, isn't it? But then, I think it all goes back to what we were speaking about last week. It, a lot of it's driven by the system. I know we talk about the system, but a lot of it's driven by that. Mm. You know, you're grafting, you're working to get your cash, and so you end up doing it, and you. A lot of the time it's to fit in. But maybe the way to look at it is I don't need to fit in or I don't need to fit in with the masses Mm. anymore. I'm happy just to fit in over here or I'm happy just to fit in over here or fit in there because I'm quite content there. Mm. And then you end up aligning yourself with other people who are going, do you know what? I'm quite happy with that. I'll fit in there with you. Because you remember... When you were younger, you met, we used to go out boozing locally. There'd be 20 odd of us all meet up at a local boozer, 20 odd of us out, big crew, week in, week out. Two or three now. You know, I love a lot of people, but I don't associate with 
that amount of people anymore mm. because people move on yeah. and they you know they go and move in and fit in where they want to fit in so i think i think it's not evolution but it's that progression isn't it things come back and it, it's simpler and you, you, you hopefully you're, ha you're happier where you are but i know a lot of people that aren't you hear mm. a lot of people talk about that that aren't and the I guess maybe we're fortunate to go, we're all right here. We, yeah. We're quite happy. We're doing what we're doing and working with that out. And if we need to change it, we'll change it. If it works, we're quite happy with it. There are a lot of people that haven't found that. And I'm super thankful that at this age, I, I guess I, I have done, while a lot of people haven't. I think it's really interesting that the older we get, we know more people than ever before, but the people we trust get smaller and smaller. Because you were saying yeah. there, Dave, yeah. I would go out at weekend, 15, 20 different people, have a right good laugh, fit in with them and be part of that unit. Now, on one hand, you could probably say, who would I want to go for a drink with now? Probably, obviously, two people in front of me now. Is that window cleaner mm -hmm. and the bloke? Yeah, we're not on that list, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> window. Um, but it is, it is about the quality connections, isn't it? Rather than the quantity connections. Because yes. you don't want to, it's not, you're not bothered about being seen to be popular. You're just comfortable in your own skin yeah. when you get to a particular age. Totally. What I thought was really funny, and we are going to have to do a talking cod in a pub, because that's consistent feedback now, isn't it? We're, we're getting this. <laughs> it's like being in the pub with your mates listening to you three. I feel sorry for your mates, by the way. Um, so we'll have to do a talking cod in the pub. What I thought was really funny is um, we had a, a WhatsApp chat a few weeks ago. We were talking about the clothes you used to wear. And I still can't afford a Takini tracksuit. Um, Fred Perry. Still haven't bought my Fred Perry top. I, I promised myself I'm going to get Fred Perry. I had NFL pony trainers because they were proper. proper Linebackers, the best oh. ever. The best yeah. ever. NFL Pro were better than linebackers because NFL Pro were leather. Uh, were they really? Yeah. Linebackers were mesh. Alleged. I had the blue and yellow LA. I think it was LA Rams blue and yellow. And Tashini, man, to, with those were the tracky bottoms with the with the thingy on the back, weren't it? You know the white lines and the zip on the yeah. back. Am I right? Yeah, you're on it. On that. Was it two? Was it two striped Tashini? I've got a feeling. I think it, feeling it's two striped. I'll have to look. I'll have to look at Danny. Was it Danny Dyer in Risky Business? That's all he wore, <laughs> wasn't it? And the, the actual shorts and stuff like that. Do you know what? If I could find a pair, I'd probably just. I'd wear them around the house. I wouldn't feel like I was fitting in outside. I'd, I'd worry that I'd, I'd be worrying about how I look. I don't believe it. I think I think if you if you if you bought the right threads, you'd open an Instagram account and start posting pictures of yourself saying, "Look how effing cool I am, kids. This is how we used to do it yeah, back in the day. The gear, the gear, That's what you do." Days. Phil, what would you buy if money was no object? What would you buy? A biggest thing. nostalgia. Nostalgia I know you've got your wise, uh, yeah, clothing. Yeah, I'd, I'd, oh, clothing, oh, uh, I'll get you're wearing, some... You're wearing a French T-shirt now, are you? It'd be some yeah. retro Paul Smith. <laughs> don't let is. Phil come across like he don't give a shit about his clothing. Every time I do a call with him, he's got some new sort of retro Paul Smith something on about it. Unless, or, or Phil will go, I've had it ages. <laughs> it's one of the same like my wife. I've had it ages. In this yeah, wardrobe of massiveness. <laughs> That's no, what it I think is. I'd go and back. I'd go and back and get some massive Joe Bloggs jeans. But although Jeez. I think, I'm, yeah, the big, the big ones stolen from Ivor. Stolen from Ivor, exactly. Hey, they'd have to be Still a loose going. fit as well, wouldn't they? Oh, Gotta be a loose fit. 
Scandinavian. You get, would you get a global, was it global, global hypercolour? Yeah. Global hypercolour t shirts. <laughs> and fruit, fruit of the loom, five t shirts for price of one. Yeah, I know. Sorted. So we're going to have to go to the pub when it opens and record a Talking Cod podcast. I would like to know what other people want to hear on this podcast because I've thrown in, and I think it, I think it was a bit of a curveball death. Yeah, that was a nice one to go from window cleaning to death. I'm not too sure where the segue for that one was, but well done, Dave. Um, we've had all sorts of stuff on this on this podcast, so I don't know. What do you reckon? What what do people want to hear on this podcast in the future? What feedback have you had? I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. I think it it'll 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 it'll, it'll help us, won't it? Because obviously we we a lot of the things we talk about are things that are relative to us, and it's what we talk about on a on a weekly basis but to open that up whether it's similar or not or if it's completely different yeah be interesting to know Namaste thanks for listening if you've enjoyed us talking cod please give us a rating leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe now Quick shout out to the guys at DapDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune, Elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking Cod.